Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. If you're a parent, you know that at certain times of the year when your kids have tests, whether they're in smaller school or in high school or even in college, that there are stressful times for them. And standardized testing has drawn a lot of criticism over the years from teachers, students, parents, because the teachers are actually graded on their kids' grades in these tests. Sometimes funding could be involved. The kids freak out. I mean, it's really a a stressful situation that they sometimes say doesn't even really necessarily determine what the kids have learned anyway. However, it's been done for so long that that's kind of how it's being done. But we're talking about the stress involved today and how you can help your children with some of this stress and even some of the stress we parents go through when our kids are having these kinds of tests. My guest is Dr. Raj Gupta. He's a chiropractor and the founder of Soul Focus Wellness Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gupta. So standardized testing, it's, it's been in the media a lot. And what do you think of it? Well, you know, it, it has been in the media a lot because there's, there's a lot of controversy around it. We put a lot of weight on the results of these standardized testing. And as you mentioned in your intro, Melanie, that uh, states will delegate funding, uh, you know, as a result of, of what comes in um, from standardized testing. So it's really difficult. Uh, I know there was a, a, a study, a survey done by the NEA, the National Education Association, who polled teachers, and 45% of teachers polled said that at one point or another they had considered uh, quitting their job as a result of the implementation of standardized testing. So there's a lot of stress that comes with it. Uh, There's stress for teachers, there's stress for parents, and, of course, there's stress on our kids. Well, there is. So, you know, right now we don't necessarily have the power or whatever to change this whole thing because it's all over the country. It's, I mean, it's a pretty involved situation to actually get rid of standardized testing and even regular testing. You know, I mean, teachers still have to test the kids to see if they're even retaining any of what they're learning. So at least we can, as health professionals and parents, we can work with our children to help them deal with the the inevitable test that they're going to have to take while they're in school. So let's start with some great tips on how we can help our kids deal with testing stress. Sure. Yeah. So I am a stress reduction expert. I've been working with people uh, and teachers especially uh, for the last 20 some odd years, just helping them to reduce stress in the workplace. Uh, But this, of course, it's not specific just to teachers. It's, it's, uh, it works for anybody that deals with stress on a regular basis, which is all of us. So some of the tips that I had recommended, one is diet. You know, you talk about physical stress, and we all know what that is. That's when you're lifting something heavy or, or exerting yourself, uh, physical stress on the body. We all know what mental stress is, and mental stress comes from uh, having a job, being a kid, having, having kids. Uh, just living your life and interacting with others, you're going to have mental stress. But then there's chemical stress. And so often we forget that what we put into our body can also create stress. So uh, too much sugar, I mean, if we give a kid uh, too much sugar at a young age, you can see them, they'll get a burst of energy, uh, and then you're going to have a very crass child 20, 30 minutes down the road because once that sugar high runs off, um, 
it's a chemical stress. Sugar is a chemical. Sugar is a drug. And uh, along with other things like alcohol, cigarettes, um, and bad food, they all create a chemical stress. So my, the first thing you want to do is improve the diet. So we want to look at the kids' diet, and it's so important. I mean, I, I've i been trying for years, Dr. Gupta, to really work with my kids on on healthy eating since they were absolutely little. We don't talk about the fat or getting fat. We talk about the healthy eating and antioxidants. Yeah. And now my kids are both involved in meal prep and getting your kids involved in it. So what do you want parents and, and teachers even to know? About good diet, you mentioned sugar, but, you know, well, I mean, breakfast, lunch, thing, snacks. Yes, breakfast, and that's exactly what I was going to speak about. Too many kids are going to school without eating breakfast. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. We've all heard that, but I don't know if we know why. It, the word breakfast, if you break it down, means break fast. So if you go to sleep and you sleep for eight, uh, six to eight to ten hours a, day, uh, a night, during that time, you are not eating. So that is a mini fat. And during which time, your entire metabolism slows down or turns off. The way that you stimulate your metabolism to start working again is when you, uh, when you break that fast with breakfast and put something into your stomach. Unfortunately, if you, do, if you skip breakfast and you don't eat anything till, say, noon, then your metabolism, from the moment that you've woken up until the moment that you put food into your body, at 12 o'clock, has not been working properly. The metabolism has not been kick-started for the day. So it is imperative, and my suggestion is, the moment that you wake up in the morning, drink 8 ounces of room-temperature water, and then within a half an hour, eat something. Put something into your belly. Uh, and the best, the best meals that you could do are a combination of both lean protein and complex carbohydrates. So start your day with breakfast. That is the first and most important thing. Uh, when it comes uh, comes to avoiding stress for the rest of the day. More with Melanie Cole coming up. But first, I want to tell you about Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. Yes, I'm not kidding. This is really cool. Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, you have to qualify by taking a Health IQ quiz or other other lifestyle quizzes like the cycling IQ or running IQ quiz. And you can also get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results from a 5K that you've run. And Health IQ doesn't just take this info and pass it on to an insurer. They are with you every step of the way from interest to application through underwriting to the final policy enforcement. It's pretty cool. Now, by being healthy, you not only live a better life, but now you can also pay less for your life insurance. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com com slash life's too short or mention the promo code life's too short when you talk to a health iq agent once again check this out it's really cool just go to healthiq.com slash life's too short now back to melanie cole
Really great, great advice. Now, so on to rest, something that kids don't know as much about with all the electronics and the white lights and the things that they do before they go to bed and their phones and Snapchat and Instagram. I could go on on this topic for hours. So rest, we got to get our kids to get good rest. We have to learn how to shut all that stuff off. What do you want them to know about the importance of that? Well, first and foremost, a child between the ages of 10 and 12 needs 10 hours of sleep a night. Uh, and too many are falling way too short of that. Sleep is of crucial importance because just like a computer does a systems check and is able to uh, correct or fix any kind of upcoming viruses or problems that are going on within its computer system, you too uh, have a systems check, and that's called your immune system. And your immune system does most of its work while you're sleeping. Uh, it does not have to be concerned with you going through your daily activities. You're down for the count. So your body and your immune system take advantage of that time to do all the fixer-upping. So here's the problem. Let's say that uh, your immune system does a systems check and sees that you're getting the stomach flu, and it needs uh, eight hours to, to help mend and fix the stomach so that you don't get the stomach flu, but you only get six hours of sleep. You're two hours behind the eight ball. And if you, the following night, if you less sleep than you need, uh, your immune system wants to work on something else the following night. So cumulatively, a loss of sleep or not getting enough sleep will eventually make you sick and break you down. So rest and good rest. So my, my suggestion for the average adult is six to eight hours of sleep. Now, if you get up to use the restroom in the middle of the night, you must subtract a full hour off the number of hours that you have slept. The reason being is it takes 20 minutes to stir your body out of a deep REM sleep to alert you that you need to go to the bathroom. I don't know how long you spend in the bathroom, and I don't, don't want to know, but I do know <laughs> that it takes you another 20 minutes to get back into that deep REM sleep uh, so you can continue to do the healing and, and, and benefit most from your sleep. So uh, however many hours you sleep, uh, subtract one full hour for every time you get up to go, go, go to the restroom. Wow, that's a, a very interesting tip. And now, now on to one of my favorite topics, exercise. So what do you want people to know? I mean, teens are not inclined to exercise unless they're like an athlete or something. And maybe they are, actually. I mean, maybe they're getting more and more attuned to the link between wellness and exercise and, and all of this kind of stress we're discussing. But, I mean, how much do you think is enough for a teen going through finals? So exercise is not a four-letter word, even though most people think that it is. And it is important, you know, the doctors typically recommend 20 minutes of exercise three days a week, and that is not this doctor. This doctor believes you need a half hour or 40 minutes of exercise five days a week. That is where you will reach your optimal benefit of exercise. Uh, and as far as exercise goes, and uh, yeah, we're talking about kids. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I came home. When the street lights came on, there were no cell phones. My mother, uh, my parents didn't know where I was most of the time. Luckily, I was a good kid, and we didn't live in, in the times that we live in today because you can't do that now. And as a result of all the digital technology, like you mentioned, kids are, are at home playing video games. They're on their phone. Um, they need to make specific time on their schedule to get out and uh, and shake their butt. We need to get them exercising. So. Um, there's all kinds of exercise. It doesn't have to be strenuous. Uh, walking is some of the best exercise that you can do. Swimming is 
all body parts. Um, is fantastic exercise. And the good thing about exercise is, is it is the best, number one stress buster that there is. So, um, you know, whatever might be stressing you out, I promise you, you get that heart rate up and it's a natural physiological response that your body is now going to concentrate on returning the heartbeat to normal rather than worrying about the mental or physical stress or, or chemical stress that you subjected yourself to throughout the day. And now on to the mental aspect of it all, Dr. Gupta, because we all know cortisol can build up. You were talking about chemical stressors, and it seems to be one of our body's responses to that chemical stress, and it certainly can build up. And while these tests, we may think to ourselves, you're not going to have to know some of this stuff, they are very stressful for the kids, for the teachers, for the parents, for everybody involved. So how do we, we can exercise we can rest, we can eat healthy, but then how do we kind of wrap our heads around the fact that you still got to take this test? You still have to keep that knowledge in your head and impart it down on a piece of paper or into a computer, whatever. And that alone, that mental stress alone is enough to, wow, create a whole rolling domino effect. So what do you think? Well, you know, I think you would agree, uh, you and I, we both remember having to take these standardized tests as kids, and it was never fun. It was uh, a week worth of testing. Uh, it was a break in the curriculum. Uh, and you're right, just, filling ha- just having to fill out those little bubbles on the Scantron is stressful. Um, but, you know, you can tell your kids what I tell my kids, and that is just go and do the best that you can. This is not going to have an overall effect on your grade. And, uh, by the way, kids love to hear that. Um, and there's no studying that's necessary. Just go in and, and do the best that you can. Get a good night's sleep beforehand. Uh, bring in snacks because they allow you to have snacks in between the tests. Um, and just keep a, a positive outlook. You know, so for mental, mental attitude, I try to instill in my children that the glass is always half full. And I promise you what you think about, you bring about, whether it's positive or negative. So if you have a negative attitude towards taking these tests, then more than likely you're not going to do well on them. Just go in there, throw caution to the wind, realize you're not getting graded on it, do the best that you can, and smile. And believe it or not, that's going to improve your score. So, um, again, what you think about, you bring about, try to stay positive. That's really great advice. And wrap it up for us with test stress reduction and what you want the listeners to know and where they can find out more about you. Great. So my, my, I have a simple test that I apply to everybody across the board for optimal health and peak performance, and that is what I call DREAM. It's diet, rest, exercise, and I'm a chiropractor, so I talk about adjustment and then mental attitude. What you do is you go through each letter, and I do this quite, quite often myself. If I'm driving home from work and I'm like, you know what, Dr. Rod, something's off with you today. I go through the letters. I'm like, okay, did something change in my diet? Did I eat something that would have resulted in a negative attitude or me not feeling kind of sluggish? If that's not it, I go on to R. Has, has my rest changed? Has my sleeping patterns changed? If that hasn't changed, then I go to E. I, I think about exercise, and uh, I'm like, oh, you know what? Today I was running late when I woke up this morning, and I didn't get my exercise. And, and that could be the reason why that my mental attitude is off. You know, the, the thing about dream is that each letter of dream affects the other letters. 
So what you can do is you simply go through each letter and you give yourself a score from 0 to 20, 20 being the best. Uh, and if you score 20 in each of these five categories, then you should have 100. Now, going back to the A, of course, I'm a chiropractor, and that stands for adjustment. But if you don't see a chiropractor, it doesn't mean you give yourself a zero there. I want you to give yourself a score from zero to 20, 20 being the best on how well you're taking care of yourself. If you're a woman, are you, are you, are you getting a, an, uh, an OBGYN uh, exam every year? If you have a history of high blood pressure in your family, are you checking that out? If you have uh, uh, diabetes in your family, are you checking your blood work on your A1C? So on a scale from zero to 20, how well are you taking care of yourself? Going to the dentist. So when you add up those scores, this is a thing. And, and kids love this because they're able to give themselves a score. So unfortunately, when I go through this with people, a lot of people are scoring uh, 70 or below. And just like in school, uh, below a 70 is a D, and below a 60 is an F. Uh, so, you know, the difference is that if this is a chemistry test, you can study harder and do better on your next test. This is a life test, and we only get one body. So it's really important for you to be able to look at your lowest numbers within dreams, correct them, and again, they will affect the other letters, and up that scale you will go. My, so my name is Dr. Raj Gupta. I could be I could be reached at drrajgupta.com. I'm a, I'm a national speaker, and as I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm a stress reduction expert. I appreciate you having me on, and I hope I was helpful. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. What great energy you have. And that's such great advice that we've been doing. And it's drrajgupta.com. And of course, this is radiomd.com. You're listening to Life's Too Short, and so am I at 4 foot 10. But we always try and keep that positive attitude. And if you are a parent of a child going through some testing, you know what I'm talking about. It can be quite stressful. So taking the advice of Dr. Gupta that we learned here today, and if you liked what you learned, then go on to iHeart and iTunes and rate and review these shows. You can listen on TuneIn and Stitcher and all of the other aggregates. But, of course, we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. Share these shows with your friends. So important. That way we all get to learn from these experts together. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening. Stay well.